If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of Boop is brought to you by people like you. That's right. If you enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash frogpants and help us out today. Oh, hi. It's the Boop Show, episode 188 for Monday, September 24th, 2018. That's my favorite one. You guys at home can't see this, but Brian went and danced with his Muppet. What's the... It's, uh, Muppets! Is that... Mon- uh, it's... Uh, what's his name? Yes, Monster. Animal. That's, that's Animal. Animal. Yeah. Ah, animal. Why did I say Monster? He's kind of a monster. <laughs> I mean, he is one. You're thinking Cookie Monster. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know what I was thinking. I like all Muppets. I'm an equal Muppet man. No no discrimination. Love them all. Me hey, Muppets. Uh, Hey, everybody, we're here. We're back. Uh, we missed last week. We had uh, uh, Hurricane Florence made Brian's life a living uh, hell. He was just very busy. Uh, he wasn't affected directly. I was directly, busy. But... I was safe. It was just busy because yeah. I live near the action. Yeah. And uh, and you work for a, muni- a municipality there where, uh, you know, stuff gets shuffled around. People got to run around and do stuff, and it just made it kind of impossible. But uh, we're still able to squeeze some gaming in since we last spoke. Squeeze it. And uh, uh, quick note, I'm going to be at a gaming convention this weekend, GDEX. Uh, you can find more details what? at thegdex.com. It's out in Ohio, out and up for me. Uh, I'll be in Columbus. And so if you want to come by and say hi, I'll be out there. Steve Hamaker will be there, a few other friends. Wow, that's, and, not, uh, that's not that far from me. Maybe I should go. I should have went to the GDEX. You should go to GDEX. Come on up. We'll, I'll, get you, I'll get you in. I'll totally get you in. You don't have to worry about it. I'll get you in. And you can watch me speak. I have to speak. You don't have to speak, but I speak. I'll get up there and I'll talk and I, we'll do stuff and there's video games to play and it's going to be great. I'm very much looking but forward if, to it. What if I want to speak? I well, like then, speaking. All right, get up, speak. Your turn. <laughs> Your turn to speak. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you're in that area, uh, awesome. uh, come on down. It's thegdex.com and we are at the something something convention center downtown there. I don't know the name of it. It's all at thegdex.com. All right, right. You can't miss it. No, you can't. You really can. If you did, then you're you're the dummy and we're the smart ones. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, we're back on the air. We got stuff to talk about, and we may as well just dive right in. Uh, I've talked about this game before, but I felt like it was worth bringing up again because, as it turns out, uh, they there are updates sometimes, and t- sometimes that's worth seeing. Uh, you know, right. like you, you'll be like, oh, I think I've played all I need to play, and I don't really need to think about it again or whatever. And then you'll play it again and go, oh... There's like yeah, because I remember this one. You talked about it a couple of months ago, and you said this was the game of the year. No, I did not. That's a that's a dirty, <laughs> dirty lie. Uh, so I, uh, I mean, I I take your point though. Um, yeah, it's uh, the game is called War Tile, and I've talked about it before, and I may have described what it was before. Basically, it's uh, it's like this little D and D adventure set in sort of a Norse mythology, and. Uh, yeah, the the levels that you go on are are like great big three dimensional, 
um, day, uh, like almost dioramas, kind of like you mm-hmm. would uh, make if you were having a real D and D adventure. Kind of, you've got your your uh, what are they called? The little spaces. Um, oh, like little hexagon. Hexagon. Little thank you. Tiles. Hex- there are tiles. It's, it's in the name. War yes. tile. Yeah, war tile. There you go. Little hexagon tiles. Your characters are dudes and ladies uh, who animate <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> they animate and do They're things and move. And ladies. But they're on a, a little stand like they're a figurine, right. right? So if they're sitting, they're just sitting on their figurine. If they're standing, if they're swinging their sword, whatever, they're all on these figurines. And uh, each it reminds me of of uh, it. It reminds me of uh, battle chess that they had on the uh, in, in the Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, similar to that. That's a good point. Uh, just very cinematic. Everything's very nicely textured and beautiful. Lots of objects. But at the end of the day, it's almost like somebody handcrafted this big beautiful space for you to move your dudes around on and uh it's turn-based but not really i mean it is but it's more like turn time based so if you move your dude uh he has a little white circle around his feet uh that will start sort of counting down like a cool down and then when it ends you can move again uh and you uh you can so you can move but he won't if he's if his cool down's not done he won't move yet sometimes it affects like a trap or freezing or something will happen where you can't move at all so there's all those sorts of things in combat. Um, but you just, you know, you move them around these tiles. If you're on a higher tile, you have advantage. The high ground. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. the high ground. So you have some advantage over your enemies. If you're on the low ground, you have a little bit of a disadvantage. Everybody understands that. Yeah. Except for that guy. That one guy who's listening to us right now. He's learning something today. It yeah, is- he's all mad because uh, he gave the high ground to uh, Obi-Wan. There he you go. Oh, just, that. Should, I forgot about that. He yeah. should know better. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, here's what's... Di- no, so I've talked about this game. I've explained it before. There's a whole adventure. There's story. There's characters unlocked. There's loot to get. There's you know armor to wear, all this. Uh, it's kind of what you think it is. A little bit more of like a tabletop approach to an RPG adventure. I really like uh, the combination of things it uses. Uh, this is something I've already been on record to say. What's different, you ask, Scott? Well, let me tell you. They released 1.1... Mm-hmm, and it has mm-hmm. a completely rewritten story, 100% rewritten, started over. Uh, that doesn't mean you don't get pieces of what was there before. They just went through. Think of it as like um, a final edit on a book, kind of. Somebody went through right. and just cleaned it up, added a few things, removed a few things, and then they added voiceover to all of it. And it's oh, good. so now they got voice work, and it's good voice work. Like mm. at the beginning of the thing, it'll say, "You entered the valley." Trying not to die by exposure to the element, you know, whatever it is. I'm making all of that's made up and it's not that voice, but it's a cool voice and it feels like a more polished, cohesive, like finished uh, adventure. I already liked this a lot and recommended it pretty highly. I am now would like to go on the record to say this is a really cool game and worth your time. Now's the, and now's the time because right now Steam has it on sale at forty percent off, which is the most uh, it is usually off. It's only been cheaper one time before, and that's with Chrono GG, where sometimes I pick up games there as well at uh, eleven dollars. You're not going to get any cheaper than that. Yeah. So that's that's pretty. I'm picking it up right now, as a matter of fact. You should get it. Uh, is there multi? Off. Is there multiplayer like where I can play like you online? No, there's no. As it, far as I all... know, I haven't. You know what? It's funny. I haven't actually looked into that because I'm usually kind of a solo guy, but I don't think so. I don't think you can do co-op in this. That would be amazing if you could. 
And if there if right. there is co-op, then somebody please let us know. But I think it's mainly a single-player experience. It looks like it's just a single-player. Uses a lot of scene, like... Which is, which is too bad, but that's that's it's still... It, it looks like yeah, a lot of fun. It is. Uh, it's got, it uses kind of a tilt-shift camera a lot. So if you're into that sort of thing mm-hmm. where stuff looks like it's real and close and like a little model, that stuff's in there. There's a lot of graphic options you can turn on and off, but uh, I'm running it at full everything, and it looks it looks beautiful. Um, some of the UI is a little on the janker side, not terrible, but a little confusing. <laughs> the janker side. I'm not going to give them too much of a, a ding for that because the actual gameplay is what matter here matters here. And uh, the other thing is there's lots of little shortcuts. So you're thinking to yourself, hey, do I have to move every dude? If I get like a team of four guys, do I have to move them all individually? Well, you can. Right. But if you're just trying to get around the map, move the first guy you want to move, like your tanky dude, and hold down shift while you do it, and they'll all follow. So you can oh. just very quickly move around. And then when it comes to actual combat, you can get real specific and, you know, go in whatever strategic order you want to and that sort of thing. Anyway, hmm. I think it's great. It's super fun. And if you're even, oh, here's some, here's some narration. Let me see if I can play this for you. Hold on. The Norsemen draw their swords. Wait, I want to oh, yeah. turn that back a little. I want you to hear more of it. Air appears through the fog. The air crackling with Seder. A crimson tree bears testament to the god of healing. Suddenly, the Norsemen draw their swords. It's just got a very oh, and the soundtrack. I is like so that. Cool. I like the narration. It's 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 like uh, somewhere between an audio book and maybe something you'd see on uh, some kind of documentary about War Tile. It, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A documentary about a video game called War Tile. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, and I should say the con- I should really quickly mention how combat works when you're fighting. There's an automatic combat if they're in range of fighting. So if your sword, right. if your axe dude is right up next to a thing, he's a zombie guy or whatever, you're going to start fighting him. If your staff guy is a couple of uh, spaces back from them, he'll fight too because he can fight at range. He's got a a, oh. a, a spear, so he doesn't have right. to be right up on you. He's also weaker when it comes to armor and stuff, so you kind of don't want to have him right up on you. But you can also flank an enemy and have somebody in between and do a lot more damage uh, that way. There are other classes to unlock, like a magic class, kind of a healery, kind of druid class. So other things to kind of fill out your group and do uh, do more stuff. I, there, I hope they figure out a way to to make some money on this game because, I mean, the, the price is not bad. You know, that's that's a really good price. But uh, is there any type of uh, microtransactions kind of looking like it no, may do in the future? No, as, far, as best I can tell, no. The only thing I could see them doing here, and I think it'd be great if they did, I would totally buy it, is if they did some uh, um, some DLC or some additional, like, you know, adventure right. packs or something would be really cool. Um, huh. It's not, you know, this isn't a Diablo experience where things are randomized. It's it's a very crafted adventure. Right. And uh, there's I a lot. I noticed some, uh, there was some cards uh involved as well oh, yeah what, i should explain exactly? the cards so you unlock those as you play and the more cards you get the more options you have think of it as a little hearthstoney but not in the same sort of oh i gotta buy i gotta buy decks you don't have to do any of that it's just unlock right. it in the game it's a little bit more like slay the spire or a game like that where mm-hmm. you just get the cards after That's a, a while yeah. uh and the cards are used for special abilities so you you go and just have melee combat we're watching these two on the screen right now they're just fighting with their their spear and their and their axe but anytime during combat each of your characters has a unique ability that can be put on cooldown it's a card that you always have and it's always mm-hmm. available so shield bash for your, for the tanky guy and he'll do that on how many i don't know how much, how much you know 30 second cooldown or something 
and it dazes the enemy and makes them weaker while they're affected by that sort of thing. Then the um, the the wizard lady has some you know cool AOE effect damage doer thing. So they all have right. something something different. So that's the one kind of card. Then the other card are the ones that are being drawn manually from a a deck you can build. You can build a deck before you go on an adventure and kind of build it the way you want it. But it will pull randomly from that build. And it might be things like a trap. And you put the trap down anytime a guy stands in it, he gets stuck in it. Or it can be a, I don't know, a, a spell or a healing ability. So the he, like a healing scroll. And if you deal one of those, mm-hmm. you can use that on your guys while you're fighting. Especially if you're having kind of a gnarly fight. Right. Uh, so I, I got to, so yeah. is this like, I just saw this in the chat room and a question I'd like to ask as well. Doc Medpot asks, is it a linear, linear storyline? Uh, or is it a it, mm, build your own little path? It's a little of both. Um, it's it's a linear storyline in that you can follow the story. Right. Well, that's a really good question. You kind of play it at your own pace, but you don't necessarily choose what. How do I put this? You can't jump ahead on levels like you 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 need to do one. You got to go do this one area. You got to do the quests that are in it. Some of the right. quests are optional. Some of the quests are mandatory. Once you've done those quests, you can now unlock a new zone and go do that zone. So I guess it's linear in that regard. Okay, but yeah, it's, but it's not it's not hard linear. No, I mean, it's no, not no, it's no. not going to lock you in where you got to go down. A it's not path, on rails. Right? No, it doesn't feel like that right. at all. Um, and you and the, and the minute to minute play is very determined by you and your own strategy, the deck you decide to take in with you, the characters you decide to have with you, uh, how you form uh, put them in formation, like. Like all that stuff brings tons of variety uh, to the game. This is just such a visually appealing game. I could just see them going so many places with it. I would hate to see it just stop here. I'm gonna. Pick, I do like I said. I'm, I'm picking this game up. Yeah, it did really uh, well. In, it's still in, early access. Yeah, it did really well on early access. I, I think it's officially out though now, right? Oh, is it now? Okay, yeah, I think so. Right. Did really well on early access. That's when I first played it. Then it get, went to full release 1.0. This 1.1 update is just all this polish I was talking about. And it really adds to the game, and I already liked it, so it was very impressive. Um, the guy I'm watching play it right now in this video is not very good at putting guys where they're supposed to come, but that's fine. That's fine. Whatever you got to do, buddy. Uh, and uh, 40% odds is hard to beat. Uh, the fact that you can get this for like 11 bucks is kind of stupid. And if you like PC games and sort of D&D-inspired stuff, it's cool. Uh, there's sort of, you know, dice rolling is happening in real time. A better comparison actually right. might be something like Baldur's Gate. Almost yeah, like okay. weird, weirdly Baldur's yeah. Gate-ish, uh, even though there's some very different systems at play and certainly the approach is different. But it's cool. I like it. It's again called War Tile, available on Steam. Uh, good old games, wherever you get your PC fix. Uh, yeah, Humble Bundle it. has it as well. They've they've uh, they've been doing fairly well on oh, it as well. Yeah. Down oh, and to, I should uh, I should have mentioned and I almost forgot. The loot in the game is random. There is no set linearity to when you get uh, items so if you go open a treasure chest that could have money in it could have a new club a helmet you never know it's very diablo that way which is good Um, right but it's good and also it's not true turn-based i mean yes it is like your characters and your players are taking turns but it's a cooldown based turn as you can see by looking Mm -hmm. at it Anytime you hold down the space bar, you'll slow everything way down to like super slow mo. So you can, if things are getting a little hairy, you can kind of make a determination on what to do. So there's <laughs> some of that, 
Um, but it's mostly a, it's this weird hybrid. And that's, I think I like about it is it's not, they could have just gone pure turn-based, like it's your turn now. And that's fine. I mean, there are plenty of good turn-based games. I love a good turn-based game. Right. This is just something a little different than that, but I like it. Anyway, it's cool. War tile. Check it out. Grab it. Get it. 11 bucks. You sold me on it, Scott. You had to bring it two times. You had to bring it two times to the show, but you made me buy. Good All job. Right. Tell me about Epic Loon. What the hell is that? <laughs> I saw this game last year being uh, uh, kind of marketed around. I didn't get in early or anything, but I, I've had it on my wish list uh, since probably last September or so, about this time. It finally came out in July. And I missed it somehow. And so I picked up this uh, this past week. It was on my wish list. It was on sale, I think, for uh, not too much. I think it was like $9.99 or something. But what it is, what it is, what it is, what it's it is. Epic Loon. It's Epic Loon. And the reason uh, it, I didn't just jump right into the description of it, because it is this weird ride where you're uh, you're playing as one of four aliens you can play the storyline which is how i'm playing it mostly right now or you can play it co-op and it is uh you can be one of four aliens and the aliens are attempting to uh wreak havoc upon joe the video file which is really where most of the story is told from from his perspective uh it's 1994 uh, Joe is a very nerdy nerd and a video file of uh, sci-fi movies mostly and uh, he has been watching his VHS, and it has went on the fritz. He's lived in the basement of his mom's house, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he heads out to the uh, local, uh, uh, trying to say it in the right way. You've Apoth seen apothecary. Uh, Gremlins, right? It's like the apothecary, right? There you go. So he goes. He goes to a. He goes to a shop, a corner hardware store uh, that is very similar to the hardware store you would see in Gremlins, mm -hmm. and uh, he picks up a cleaning tape that is all magical and it comes with these things not to do and what to do just like gremlins and mean, he even, uh, hold on cleaning you know, tape like a v vhs cleaning tape a vhs yeah i'm sorry did right. i not mention that no, yes no, no, everything no, yeah. he, he has a video file i'm sorry yes he has a video file but it's all it's 1994 so it's almost all uh vhs based and most of the, everything he has is illegal because he records it on cable tv he sits in front of his he sits in his basement joe does and records Bad movie after bad movie is such a film sack idea, and uh, he he has he has ran into a trouble with his VCR, and he's head down to the uh, to the local uh, Mystic Hardware store, and he is back with a videotape for cleaning. He puts it into his VCR, and there has been aliens, and you're the aliens who uh, who inject themselves into the equipment, and at that point in time. Uh, Joe decides that he's going to get rid of the aliens in his uh, his VCR by playing the most uh, scary and intense movies he has uh, to to destroy the aliens. And that's when you come in and you're the alien. And really, once you get past all the storyline, by the way, it is such an atmospheric game. You have a, you failed to mention one really key component here. I, it's I haven't gotten to the gameplay so yet. So far, the whole thing that I'm looking at here, and I don't know if it's just the intro or what, but it's all full motion video. It's all like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, yeah. the introduction is all this full motion video. You're essentially look like you're sitting over top of Joe, like with some kind of security camera, and you're watching uh, Joe, and it's all live action, like you said. There's a real actor there. Uh, and 
when you go into the game, it actually zooms into the TV, and then you see everything like you would see uh, in a TV. Mm. Um, so it's uh, and once you get to that point, then you actually start playing the game. Once you get into this real atmospheric mood that just drips in you know 90s and 80s nostalgia and movies from that time once you get into it 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 really is just a physics game uh you're little aliens and you have uh you can walk very slowly across uh, platforms on a stage uh usually staged in some movie the, my favorite one has been the one that is a spoof on Jurassic Park yeah. and you will you will be on a scene somewhere where it's like either like the first stage you play uh it's like a a movie poster of Jurassic Park mm -hmm. except it's called Jurassic Land or something like that and there's yeah. a dinosaur and so essentially the the videotape is on pause at that screen and you have to take your little character and you have to get to morph so you're standing up but you can walk very slowly you only can go so far and you morph into this blob and your little eyeball starts going back and forth like a little metronome and when it gets to a certain area, that's where the physics kicks in. You have to launch the guy uh, to different parts of the screen as you stick to different ledges and edges. Uh, and you're trying to get to an escape area in each stage. And usually that's represented by a tear in the screen where there's like light. It looks like it's coming through uh, like the film or something. Like I said, it's a, it is a trip. It looks it is, it like is a hard I mean, game I, to describe. I got into this thinking. I'm looking watching this video as you've been talking, and I started this thinking, this is not going to be my thing. Like I thought, it, this was too trying too hard for the retro, and I'm right. kind of impressed with how deep it goes because they really. I, I'd like to know. I'd like to talk to the production team on this and say, or whoever made this, and probably one guy for all I know. But I'd like to right. ask him. How did you get away with having C-3PO right next to that TV and not have to worry they, about paying stuff? Yeah, they're, uh, I don't know if it's because it was videotaped and it's an actual, and it's so obscured because the way you're looking at it, it, it is a, a live action, but the live action is almost seen through, like I said, like a security camera yeah. uh, from like the era of 1994. So I, I definitely think they, I think they can get away with it because there's so much parody there. I think they can get away with it. This is, this is definitely parodies everything it's just steeped yeah. in the parody but at first i was a little bit worried because when i'd seen the marketing for it they really played up the storyline and when i was like i was like 10 minutes in i still hadn't played any game yet and i'm like where am i going what am i gonna be doing here yeah. and then when it just turned out to be a physics game at first i was like just a physics game this is yeah. stupid <laughs> but it's actually fun once I got into it and I got, uh, you know, I really sat down and just let myself be immersed in the nostalgia and just accept the corny jokes they were constantly launching at me. Because even when you're playing the game, when you're doing, uh, when you're trying to launch yourself from one area to the other, there's like a lot of triggers where you'll be hearing, uh, like a almost, so is it Hammond? So Hammond is the is the is the old guy in Jurassic Park, right? Hey, uh, Doctor Hammond, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Hammond. So uh, he's kind of narrating, but it's a guy making you know doing a voice like him, and uh, and it's just all this weird trippy stuff just the whole time. But once you actually get into the game, it's a lot of fun. I did enjoy uh, trying to figure out the different ways and different physics and the different platforms because some platforms move. And uh, sometimes the game goes two times faster because the because Joe is fast forwarding the videotape trying to trying to mess you up, yeah. or he may make it slower. And so 
uh, for something that seemed like it was going to be pretty limited as gameplay, it, it keeps me interested and keeps moving forward because it's just, it's just silly enough. And sometimes it is really hard and really challenging. Yeah. And looks, some of these levels look easy. brutal, man. Some of the stuff. Yeah. They're real brutal. So, uh, I'm going <laughs> to give them props for, for how this looks like it's, it's unique is all get out. It's I, I think you'll probably impressive. either you'll either you'll either if you get it, like I said, it's about ten bucks. You'll either get it and quit immediately, or you will uh, or you will play hours upon hours, which is what I've done. Yeah. And there's really not much. Once once you get past the initial, you know, the kookiness and stuff, it's just more like a fun little ride. Just the whole way, it's just a little fun ride. Very odd. That's an yeah. very interesting. And game. most of us, I want to say, most of us in black and white, except for. Uh, like some of the video stuff, the actual gameplay, most of it's like either uh, a monotone or monochrome mm-hmm. uh, or black and white. And then there's areas where you don't want to hit, uh, which makes it way more difficult because you'll it'll be uh, it'll be lit up red. And if it hits that, then it's, I didn't mention this. Whenever you're jumping the platforms and trying to get to your end goal, uh, you may end up getting killed. Uh, it's usually either by falling off a platform or hitting one of these red spots, like I was saying. It looks like blood, and then you have to start back over. Mm. So. I've only played it individually, and that's been pretty fun. Yeah, I'm curious because I haven't sat down and played with anybody else. Uh, but I would be curious to see how this is going to be as a couch co-op game mm. uh, because I think it really could be very frustrating because there's sometimes when the physics game, like I said, it's like a metronome, so you have to wait until it hits right where you want to go to. So it's kind of like when you're playing golf yeah. and you got a little power back and forth, back and forth, and sometimes your mind goes, oh, right there, but really, the stick is pointing the other direction. Yeah. There's going to be lots of times where you're going to feel like, oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And then somebody else is going to jump or get in your way or knock you out of the way. Uh, so I, I feel like I probably could be screaming at somebody with this game. Yeah. Local it, couch, it's, couch co-op. I'm kind of fascinated by it. I'm going to have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, it, it is. I, I really, Epic Loon, that is a, that is a trippy game. Uh, I just loved it from the beginning because it's got a lot of, uh, I love the art style because it's got a lot of, uh, 50s 60s and 70s kind of mm-hmm. sci-fi monsters mm-hmm. and uh it's just done this really but it's also good it, it remains this fun. cool late 80s early 90s you know yes translation sort of, of it yeah which everybody everybody loves that that's a great time to be alive right yeah, right i'm into it stuff all right uh well i'm gonna now talk to you about captain toad treasure tracker oh, oh treasure tracker. we're gonna talk about a game on the nintendo switch I don't know why I did that voice. Um, so, <laughs> if you've not played Treasure uh, Captain Code, Captain T- Chode, Captain Toad Captain Treasure Chode. Tracker, <laughs> uh, it's a game that originally appeared on the uh, Nintendo Wii U. Wii U, but uh, did not get near enough people playing it because that console didn't sell that well. Had it sold well, I think this would have been one of the great games on it. And so, like Nintendo has done with a number of titles from the Wii U that deserved better attention than they got, uh, the game is now available on the Switch and has been for a bit. I'm a little bit late to the party here, but um, I had forgotten, actually, that I had a code for this. And somebody had given it to me forever ago. I don't remember who. It was just sitting here waiting for me to freaking use it. And I was in the mood for some Nintendo-ass Nintendo, man. I wanted, like, some goofy, creative, cute stuff. I will make one quick admission here. The thing that reminded me to go and look for the code and install it was the thing going around where the porn actress lady says that Trump's wiener was like Toad. 
Okay, I'm gonna admit, I'm gonna admit this. That that's what reminded me. Oh, Captain Toad. I haven't looked at that in a while. Did I ever play? (laughs) And I went and looked it up, and sure enough, I had not played Captain Toad Treasure Tracker yet. So, uh, for a little bit of history, uh, historical context, this came out of a different game. The Nintendo's uh, uh, very high selling, but again, for the platform, who knows? It could have sold a lot more. But their Mario game for that for that device was called Super Mario Land 3D or Super. Hold on, Super Mario World 3D? Well, whatever. There's Mario World. There's Mario yeah. Land 3D, which is on the 3DS, and then this was like big blown-out console, new version. Right, right. Whatever it was called. But it had these points in it where you could do these do these one-offs. It's like, oh, here you go. Here's Captain Toad, and he has a little thing for me to do. In the middle of playing Mario, you would just do these little one-offs. And they were so fun by themselves, clearly Nintendo smartly went, oh, you know what we could do? We could make this a game. <laughs> And they did. They made it a damn. They made it a damn video game. Um, and it's just level after level, very interesting variety of levels of Captain Toad doing what Captain Toad does, which is look for treasures. He's got a little uh, helmet on with a with a light so he can see where he's going, and uh, he's you're trying to unlock and 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 find all of these little gems and then come out of there with the three gems, like some kind of treasure. Yeah, like treasure. Yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, um, you know, bad guys you got to dispatch in various ways. Uh, you have lives, you collect coins, a little bit of Mario in there. There's always a, a secret thing hidden someplace. So you want to try to get all the secret stuff. And while you're at it, uh, there's also, after you've done it once, you can go find this 8-bit version of Toad. Uh, if you do that, you get you basically just kind of clear. It, there's a lot of sort of, hey, I want to clear this whole thing and and be the man. And so that's what you do. Right. Um. I now is there any is there anything specific that really makes it shine on the weeks? I'm I'm looking down. It looks like uh, switch. You mean there? Yeah, there's yeah. I'm sorry. What did I say? You said yeah, that's the Wii, but I know what you meant. Yeah, Wii. Yeah, it's the Wii. Wii U. Um, but no, the Switch. Uh, it looks like you can play as a, you can have a second player as well. Yeah, that person. I forget what that person can do because uh, I haven't done that yet. So I'm not 100 percent right. sure. Um, there's a bunch of touchscreen stuff involved if you if you decide to use it that way. You can play it all with a controller as well uh, on a TV. But I've only played this in handheld mode because it's perfect for handheld mode. It's like, what do I want? What do I feel like doing? I know what I feel like doing: playing Captain Toad on the couch without anybody bugging me. So I got my little <laughs> screen in front of me, and I go and do my little puzzles, and I get my job done. And you get the star, and you get out, and you do the next one. And it's just got a great rhythm to it. Pick it up, play it, be done, move on to the next one. Uh, put it down for a while, come back to it. Uh, just great that way and everything's done in this similar you know it's funny we were talking about war tile this is also like a a little 3d diorama um much more you know cartoony nintendo-y but these these really cool designed little three-dimensional diorama things and your job is to figure them out and none of them feel so complicated that you'd rather die like if you don't like this kind of thing you, you know you'd think that oh this would be terrible but they just make it just enough challenge and just enough sort of delightful gameplay that you feel like you want to just keep going and do the next guy. Um, I like it a lot. I think it's awesome, and I'm going to highly I, you recommend. You know, it. I've been looking for something to play on the Switch, and uh, maybe you'll like maybe it. This is it? Might be. Maybe it. this is it because I love these kind of games. It's good so. for kids too. Like kids like this. I think it help make yeah. them smarter. You know, not dumber like me and you. Right. That's right. Um, and also. It just has it just oozes that Nintendo thing, which you know, incredible gameplay covered in frosting. It's just 
Right. It's what Nintendo does. Does does Toad have like a romantic interest in this one? Is that like something that he does? He's really into the shape of Donald Trump's penis. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, he, he there is a girl, uh, a girl toad. I don't know what her name is, Toadette or something. But I think she's a, yeah, but she's just a playable character. She's you know she's like an, an option, right? Either you or Toadette. No, I mean, well maybe like, I don't I don't think so though because in the story in the beginning she gets kidnapped by a giant eagle. What? Come yeah. on. Yeah, just like in uh, like she's like the Princess Peach of this deal. Yeah, and so she gets picked up by a big eagle talent and flown off someplace. And your job is to go get, you know, find her. So it's very traditional Nintendo that way, which is a little annoying. But you can't play her yet. Yeah. Maybe after you finish it all, she becomes an, an unlockable or something like that. I don't know. Right. But uh, I think it's great. Dang Goombas. I, I think it's great and worth every every minute I've spent so far. Um, my only my only complaint is I feel like I'm gonna run out of cool stuff to do. And right. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's very Nintendo and they, they have never let me down before. So why would they know? So it's all going to be fine. Hmm. Uh, so, yes, highly recommend it. There is kind of a, has that quality of like, all right, well, I did the basics and got out of here. But if I really want all three gems and the 8-bit toad and the bonus mushroom, I'm going back in. I'm going to find it all. Like it has that quality to it. That's pretty cool. So check it out. Uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Again, it's a Wii U game, but it is great on the Switch. If you're looking for something for the Switch, buy gum. Got you covered. <laughs> All right, Brian. Identity V, which is... Right, okay. Uh, it's one of those yeah. games that... Okay, look. If you're going to name your game or your device something and follow it with either a Roman numeral 5 or a, or a 10, you got to tell me, like in little, you know, little brackets or something, this is a V or this is a 5. So I don't know if it's Identity 5 or Identity V, but I'm going with Identity V because I've been calling it. I picked this up on my mobile app. I registered, I believe, for the uh, pre-release for this, but I think it's available now for uh, everybody to play. It is one of them outrun a serial killer games. Have you ever played a Dead by Daylight? Uh, yes, it's uh, that's yes. a scary video game. That game. It's a scary video game that you play with your friends. It's a 4v1 kind of game where uh, usually one person plays as a killer and then four other people play uh, as the escapees or the hunted. And they're just trying to get out of the location. This game is unapologetically a uh, Dead by Daylight clone for the mobile PC because there is no Dead by Daylight did you call it the, the mobile, mobile PC? Is that what you call mobile it? Mobile PC is what I said, but I didn't mean to. Are you but like you know a, what I mean? You're like a 90-year-old like man. I mobile PC. I take my PC and I just make it. I put it in the car. <laughs> you sound like I a... Just you're drive an, it around. You're like an old man going, uh, remember the mobile PC of the late 2000s. <laughs> so much fun. You remember the mobile PCs? Remember those days? Yeah, we called them phones. Put them in the, anyway, I meant mobile phone is what I meant. To yeah, say. it's fine. Fine. It's actually a mobile politically correct uh, device is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and you can play as a male or female in this case. But, okay, so you start out uh, in this game. It's, it's a little bit different from Dead by Daylight because that is mostly just nothing but multiplayer. Uh, you just you just get in and you're trying to, you know, escape from one crazy nut and it's a lot of fun. This game, believe it or not, even being on mobile, uh, has more of a storyline uh, than dead by deadlight and uh it you start out and you're this you're this writer <laughs> guy's got a is, big old head man 
big this, old yeah mug. that's that's the that's the style it is a it is a uh stylized i'm trying to think of what exactly you would call that art style it reminds me a lot of uh Coraline. you ever seen Coraline? oh sure the characters yeah. have really big hits love and the reason why i say that is because there are basically two worlds here that you're existing in you're a writer who has lost his memory and decided to become a detective mm, why not like you do so you've been right so you've been called into a rich man uh he has his i believe his daughter i believe it was is went missing and so you go to investigate and uh the house is abandoned it's creepy there's lights off all you got is candles to light as you go through uh and you investigate for clues and as you find clues you flash over to these characters in this kind of like mirror world uh and in true mirror world fashion uh all the characters there have button eyes mm. little eyes little buttons on their eyes like Coraline uh, did. which like Coraline, just like Coraline. Look, these people stole heavily from other places, but it's, it is it's <laughs> a lot of fun because it's okay, though. It's okay because uh, it's kind of got a very gothic look when you first start out, and it's still a little bit gothic in the mirror world, but it's a little bit more modern, too. Chat, Chat, I got to give chat room props. Uh, what they say? Uh, the Wraith86 says, is there a normal head mode cheat for this? Because <laughs> all video games have a big head mode cheat. That's very funny. That's true. Good job, the race. Sorry, That's continue. True. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so yeah, so you get uh, right away. You're getting chased by a giant clown with button eyes. Great, right. So great, great. The first thing you had to do, right? Great, mm. great. Scott could never play this. No, uh, but it is on mobile, so maybe you can kind of keep it a little bit further away. Well, from that was going to be my question. Do you? Does it? Was right. were you ever scared in any of this? I I wouldn't say scared as much as uh, excited. You know what I mean? So it's it's a little bit different between you know it's like. It's kind of like that. Oh no, I got to get away! Woo-hoo-hoo. And the 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 clown is like right on your butt because it seems like your character has the ability to run. But I you, I just swear, man, in the mobile is just you you try to run and you end up running into things. And here comes the clown. He's kind of he's kind of like jolly and bouncy, and he's kind of he's a little bit slow, but he's steady. So he's just always coming at you. So you think you're doing good because you're like, oh, you look back and he's like, oh yeah. He's halfway across the room. I got plenty of time to jump out this window. Yeah. What you don't realize is how long it takes your stupid man to jump out the stupid window. Because <laughs> he's got, so a, he'll big, crawl he's over got a big head. Right. It's, yeah, because with his big head, he's got to move all that weight around. <laughs> so it's, it's by the time you get out the window, of course, Clown Man, you turn around and Clown Man goes, Roosh, and tries to make a spike at you, of course. And that, that doesn't necessarily scare you. It's just, you know, you just, it's just butthole squinching inducing where it's like, ah! Yeah. So if I don't really consider that being scared. No, I understand. I, I know what you mean. I just consider that being a, a, at that, high alert. That's just an intensity so, thing. Sure. That's different. Yeah, it really is. The intensity is turned up to 12. So there's lots of times where everything is kind of quiet and you can kind of move around to where you need to get to. But then once you get to a certain area, it gets really intense. And, it, it, and I also have uh, where your character's heartbeat starts going boom, 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 boom. And that speeds up. So that makes you feel like you're going to freaking lose your mind. Yeah. Uh, but so in order to escape the areas, you're out usually outside of, of a building somewhere in a in an open area, and you have to go find uh, a typewriter with a cipher on it. It's a cipher machine. You have to go and you have to you have to decode it. You really, don't do anything except stand at it, and while your character goes, and as you're doing that, you know your 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 character's kind of looking around for the clown. And it's kind of looking around. And then, of course, all of a sudden, the clown will show up. And you're like, ah! And, and then you, if, about the time you finish the cipher, which takes, you know, 
between five to ten seconds, which feels like forever. Yeah. Uh, but as you do that, the gates open elsewhere, and you can escape through the gate. Uh, where this becomes more fun, of course, is when you're playing that 4v1, uh, where you're all trying to help each other uh, get the ciphers, because usually there's multiple exits at that point in time. Uh, so even though the person, the hunter who is hunting you know, the victims, uh, even though he can kind of guess kind of where you're going to be at, he doesn't always know, and it takes him a while to to get across the screen this is just uh, you're just it's wait are you are you playing with other people or just computer people? i have not played so that's the good thing about this you can play as an individual through the story uh, and what happens is you have those moments where you play but then you drop back into detective mode yeah. and you follow the story along a little bit more and you're getting clues about what happened to the daughter uh but then as you get uh, to the next clue, you'll usually pop back into this to kind of see what happened uh, to, to these people. Uh, and so it's kind of a little intermix of story and gameplay, but I can do it individually uh, and I can, the AI is smart enough. It will help me if I get captured. Cause if you do get captured, you'll, he'll tie you up uh, and he'll give you a certain amount of time and then somebody can come along. Yeah. It's just like dead by you. daylight. It's the same thing. It's just like dead daylight. Exactly. There's no, there's not much difference really at all. Uh, but chat, there's chat rooms calling costumes. it uh, Cor Coraline by daylight is what they're calling it. In the chat it that's that beat that be spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. But it is a lot of fun. It is. I've had a, I've had a terrific time with this game. Mm. I would like to play with other people, but I don't know right now, man, this is pretty stressful. It's stressful enough doing it on my own. I can't imagine trying to coordinate an effort and having people mad at me because I can't save them. I'm not going over. There's a clown. Yeah, there's Forget a clown. It. Nobody likes You're a clown. Dead, dude. Not only a clown, he's got like a peg leg with a clown. That's not cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, like uh, that at all. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Looks like but that's on yeah. uh, Android and uh, It's on iOS, iOS I believe, yeah. and Android, I believe. That yeah, is correct. Yeah. You can get on it both is, those it platforms. Is, but it is, it is the goodness. I did enjoy it. Identity Vagina. Sorry, V. Identity V or Identity 5. I don't know. Oh, it's probably 5, isn't it? I would... I don't know. Because there's five players. Because there, there's five players, right. You would make. You would think that's what would make sense. Yeah. But who are we to make sense of this world? No. I make no sense. I make no sense either. All right. Well, I would like to tell you about another game. Do it. A, a game I meant to get a long time ago. It was always too much money. Then <laughs> there was also this thing of like, I don't know if this is my game or not, but it seems like it should be on the surface, but I don't know. And then the reviews were good, but then I thought, oh, I got other stuff to play, so I just never got around to it. I finally picked up, after all that time, Blood Bowl 2. Blood Bowl. Now, I didn't play any Blood Bowl 1. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have much of a reference point, and I've never played the, de the, uh, the not desktop, the tabletop version. Tabletop, right. Which is a game that Games Workshop puts out. It's set in the Warhammer universe. And it's like their take on sports. It's basically football in a fantasy setting. Mm -hmm. um, now, I immediately am drawn to this sort of idea because I love mutant league football, mutant league hockey. I love the idea of sports, but with a weird twist of some sort. Right. It's just always been a thing I'm cool with. I'm, I'm down with it. That's what this game is. Um, you start the game with these two commentators. One guy's name is Jim Johnson. He is eternal. And uh, he's one of the commentators. Then there's Bob but Bifford, I think. And he's like a big ogre. Um, but they're, you know, they're kind of Warcrafty area or era stuff. I mean, Warcraft is basically Warhammer anyway. So you know what I'm talking about. It's just very right. 
very Warhammer, and they act like it's a real sport. And the teams have, you know, pads and colors and everything, but the pads and colors are all spiky and, you know, they look like they're medieval in a, in a way, but also weirdly modern football in another way. So that is the motif. That's the look. That's the feel of it. It's got a sense of humor. Never played the tabletop, so I didn't know how the rules worked. But basically, it's a turn-based game. And you are trying to get a touchdown. That's one of the ways of earning points and doing stuff. But also, you, you can eliminate each other almost chess style in this game. So you line up, Brian, imagine these, you know, your two teams lining up. You got your offensive linemen and your defensive guys. And while you're playing, uh, you you make a move and you have a turn. So the turn is, okay, well, I can take this guy, clear up the field. The further I go, though, the more likely I'm going to have a bad dice roll. So I need to be careful um, uh, with that guy. Or, hey, he should tackle this other guy. There's only a 65% chance he's going to get it. And if he doesn't, that guy's nice. going to get through and get the ball. Um, but it's 100% turn-based. Uh, not There's no real-time combat in this thing at all. I was about all. to say, so so when you when you take your turn and mm-hmm. you just kind of you just sit back and you you enjoy the mayhem? You, well, you don't really players. just sit back because you, you move a guy, he moves and does his thing. You right. move another guy, he moves, tackles a guy, kills him, takes the ball. Uh, do another guy, he gets murdered by the defenseman or whatever. And then it's the other, and then you're done, you hit end turn, and now the other team makes a bunch of moves, and they all have their associated actions, and then it comes back to you. It's like your traditional is, is civilization. There more, is there more fantasy or football humor? Um, more football? more of a, con, a t- an attempt to combine them. Mm. They, they are constantly, that's the one thing that's kind of rubbing me a little bit wrong. I don't think the humor's working for me very well. It's a lot right. of sort of like, we're in the we're in the sort of fantasy place, but also football. Like it's it's a little it's a little on the nose for me. But I understand that's the point, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ding it too hard for that. The actual gameplay is where I'm interested in uh, kind of getting my feet wet, and I blow. I suck at this game. This is the biggest bummer about it is I'm not Aww. good at it yet. Now I think I just need to get my head around the rules. The the tutorial's there, but it's not super clear sometimes how moves go and how a turn ends. Um, hmm. I found the, some of that to be just a little lacking, but again, you know, people who, uh, veterans of the tabletop are probably going, well, yeah, Scott's supposed to be hard, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm still willing to stick with it and figure it out because I just, I just love the idea of it. And, uh, it was only like five bucks or something on sale the wow. other day. Yeah. It's usually 39 bucks. I was like, what? Of course I'm getting to this. So, Why do you tell me, man? Is it still on sale? All kinds of strategies, all kinds of weird. So yeah, I think it is. All kinds of weird ways to play it. Goblins are the refs. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of amazing. Uh, the art style is really good. It's it's just it's just right up my cheese. I like everything about what it's supposed to be. I just need to get good at it. Right, um, right and, up and it, my cheese. Yeah, and it's, it's I want to say this came out originally in what 2015. It still feels. It looks like it was released in 2015, uh, September 22nd. Yeah, it still feels new, uh, and, new and, and yeah, not old. Doesn't feel like an old game. Feels like yeah, a, there's actually a, an official expansion that is more than the core game for twenty four ninety nine. A couple of expansions actually. Yeah, there's uh, content and there's stuff. Is there's also multiplayer? Is that? Yeah, is you that can do that right out of the. You can do that. Yes, you can do that right out of the gate. I haven't tried that yet because okay. I will die immediately. <laughs> so I haven't done any of that. I've all I've done is started the uh, the the campaign stuff, and I'm sure that right. there are people right now listening to us going, "Well, the only way you really want to play this is." 
if you're I'm playing around against somebody else. And I and I agree, it probably is. But right now, I'm not ready for that kind of death. I'll, I'll die. Yeah, yeah. Too um, embarrassing. Wow. It, it's funny because it, it looks like it has fairly mixed reviews, but a lot of the negative reviews are recent, but they haven't been like uh, all of a sudden either. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It, it, there was a time there where it was like mostly over, positive. Over it, yeah, for a while it was overwhelming. That it was mostly, and I don't know what. Maybe something recently happened where like they stopped supporting the feature I like or whatever, something like that. That's fine. Right. People don't like that kind of stuff, but um, you can pass. You can pass interfere. You can do a lot of weird football stuff. That's cool. Your dude dies though. If you if you get clobbered, you're dead. Like not always. That's what happens in the real world too. I guess so. But like, there's this huge ogre on this team we're looking at right now, and if he if he runs over to the opposing team, he just kill a dude. <laughs> and so it's a little like chess that way, just eliminating guys. Right. Um, I just I barely cracked it. I just wanted to say I think it's cool so far. So it's not near enough in for me to go. Yes, this is the greatest thing. But it does scratch my kind of you know future yeah. sport kind of thing that i like so much i'm a big fan of that all right so there's that gotcha. there's that uh tell me your final game magic the gathering arena oh interesting hmm right did i get into the closed beta no i did not however it's out now i thought that was out and available to everybody isn't it uh, it will be in the open beta i believe they had uh the closed beta i believe ended uh the 23rd yesterday yeah 23rd september 2018 and they needed a few days to uh do some server stuff and it's going to then go to into an open uh beta uh but i have been like i said i've been playing through uh watching my kids play uh in their in their closed beta that they've not shared with me uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited and I've been prepping and studying and I've been, uh, really ratcheting up my, uh, magic, the gathering, uh, gameplay in real world too. Uh, this past weekend I had the youngest kid. She is about to turn 11 yeah. and she has been wanting to play magic for a while. And she just wasn't there yet with understanding. It's a, it's a 13 and up kind of game, not necessarily because of the violence, but just because of difficulty and sure. Yeah, the difficulties is it's not it's one of the easier battle card games if you ask me. Because <laughs> card, of, card on card violence, I like that idea. That's yeah, card idea. on card and violence. And yeah. I I think it's like I said, it's it's one of the easier to understand because the rules are so. I don't know. This is they. I mean, you can take a card in Magic and it just it tells you exactly what to do. So once you get the basics down, which are pretty simple, uh, it's it's real fun. So we've been having a lot of fun this past weekend. We we played uh, many hours of magic, the gathering and just, uh, watching YouTube videos on, uh, on the, the gathering, uh, the arena. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it in just a few days. I'm going to pick it up. Probably hear a little more about that this next week. I think uh, it's good. I want to say card game. I'm I think this, I think it's really good that magic is finally, they had a terrible video game version of magic for a while. Hearthstone came in, they ate did. everybody's lunch. And now these guys feel like they're having to yeah. pay a little catch up. I'm thrilled though. Mm -hmm. From what, all I'm hearing is that that this is at, you know this is legit. Like they've finally gotten it right. Yes. They've got good development behind this. They're going to make a good game, and that the, it's the deserved. phases. Right, it's it's the phases because the Magic the Gathering does have quite a few phases in between each turn. Yeah, uh, and the person who plays. So they've they've finally figured out how to do that right. Yeah, from what I've seen so far, uh, and I'm interested in getting in play. And I I I'm interested to see what kind of 
longevity it's going to have for me because I've I've played Hearthstone and a lot of those games I just would get didn't take me long to get frustrated. I just yeah. be like, eh, I'm just not having the fun I should be having. Yeah, I'm not very good at them either. I like Eternal so, a lot. Have you played Eternal? Eternal? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I like Eternal. Uh, it's I, a really good. That's a great CCG. But but even I, then, I just like after a while, I'm like, all right, I suck at this. You're all better than me. Yeah. So why am I playing this? And that's the reason why I feel like I'm getting back to I feel like I'm getting back to basics because I feel like you know Magic's where it started at, and uh, so it's it's like I'm like maybe if I can get it under control with magic maybe i can go back and play hearthstone and other games and really maybe appreciate them at a different level or something sure. i don't know I, I i see game i see these games all the time and people play them they're having so much fun i just want to get involved and i'm i'm hoping that <laughs> you know i have a, i have a the problem with me is these collectible card games uh you know i'm i'm very budget minded yeah and so i've got to stay within a certain amount and as long as i can still have fun uh, without spending a ton of money, I don't mind spending even upwards to a hundred dollars a year mm-hmm. because you know, you know, like ten dollars a month or so. I don't mind spending that kind of money, but when it gets beyond that, just to be a little bit competitive, yeah, that's a little too much for me. Yeah, that's, I agree. Too much. Totally agree. Too much. Because uh, there, there's the other guy that we that you do the shows with occasionally. That man, that guy, what's he spend like five thousand a year on? On, on cards or something oh yeah no like garrett, uh yeah. garrett spends i don't know what he, he told me once he spends hundreds, hundreds of dollars a hundreds. year like it's just part of his budget to buy every yeah. card there is well and you know if you're really into him. a He's, game if you're into a game dude go for it yeah like i, I mean look it. at i mean look at the money you spend on war of warcraft it's yeah. crazy well i mean i just spend 15 a month but yeah like it adds up like over time that adds up the amount of time i spend in there like yes if you're committed to a game though i think i, I have zero judgment for it those games have just never done enough to quite compel me over the edge. And right. I don't know why, because in theory, I like it. They're turn-based strategy games. I like those mm-hmm. generally. Uh, I mean, I just talked about Blood Bowl 2. It's a turn-based strategy game. It's yeah, not that different than playing a card game, really. Card games are a certain format, but for whatever reason, I... I, I You I've, like it. You played the War Tile. You played the Blood Bowl. You played the... I play them all the time. I got that. I was telling you about that game last uh, episode. Uh, uh, the Battletech game is amazing. Oh, By yeah. the way, yeah. if there's uh, an award for best video game soundtrack in 2018, I think Battletech should get it. It's really good. Because I did play some uh, of that as well this week. But the game's That's the one, huh? I'm did not you saying... see the Spider-Man doing all kinds of records? Yeah, Spider-Man did real well, turns out. And it's a great game. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. You should play Spider-Man. Why don't you play that? I want to play Spider-Man. What's the point? You've already talked about it here. So. Yeah, but you what am I? What am I going to say? I really like it. these Spider-Man selfie things. Hey, Velvet Tip, for the record, it was a 108 to 110. 108 and a half. <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat says, Scott, have you played Mutant Football League yet? So you might say, wait, don't you mean Mutant League Football? No, no, no. This is a new game. Somebody thought, hey, we'll make huh. a football game that's like Mutant League Football and call it football or Mutant Football League. And I did play it. And it's not as good. <laughs> uh, wow. It's I don't know if it's just early or uh, maybe they'll work some more on it. Um, they have this Dynasty edition that comes out in October. I don't know what the difference is. It'll just come into all the consoles. Um, I I want to play a good successor, spiritual successor to the mutant games. I don't know if that one's it. We shall see. <laughs> all right, we shall see. Uh, all right, well, it's time to play Guess My Game. You want to play Guess My Game? Oh, my God, yes, let's play Guess My Game. But you know what I did? I put this in a week ago when I thought we were going to do the show. Oh, yeah. 
And then you went, you had uh, so So play, play the thing. Let me see if I can remember what I put in there. All right, here we go. This is Brian's clip. Oh, yeah. Oh. I remember now. I know what this is. <laughs> I know what this is. It's freaking, um, here. Wait. This is the, okay, I had to make sure on the music. This is the original, right. uh, the original uh, Age of Empires. Right. Or is it, or is it two? Is it two? Hold on, let me hear it again. It doesn't take. It, it doesn't, doesn't take much like, for me. That, to, name that tune and yeah, it doesn't take much for me though to hear that. some of those sounds and me immediately brought back to when I was playing Age of Empires. Oh, I loved it. Okay, is that God, one or two? That, that might be two. Is that two? I don't know. I I want to say I captured two, but okay. it's been a week since <laughs> I did it, and now even I'm questioning myself. <laughs> so uh, I, I it's can't, good I though. I, you know, nothing wrong with the two. nothing wrong with that. Like. One and two were fantastic. Yeah. Three was different. Yeah. I but mean, it was it was still good. Three three was, was trying to compete in an era of oh crap, Warcraft three's got these weird yeah. heroes and what are we gonna do and how do we compete with that? I wish they would have just stayed stayed in their lane a little bit. Yeah, you know? stage your course, man. Yeah, you don't need to go try to copy everybody else, but I have such fond feelings for that series. Your favorite uh your favorite dick move in Age of Empires. Did you have a dick move? Um no. I had a favorite uh, I like the Turks a lot, so I had a favorite race. Right. Uh, and the, yeah, you know what? They kind of had a dick move. So if you made the Turks, one of their unique units was this cannon uh, unit where they have these right. little white cannons next to them and they were full of like bowling ball sized bombs or whatever. And I right. would just make nothing but those guys. So I'd have like hundreds <laughs> of them. And because the game didn't have the kind of uh, it, limits, not that, balanced. Right. Yeah, it wasn't it, balanced it, at all. You could just go crazy. No. So I would love those dudes. That's what was so much fun about it because since there was basically no balance, I mean, it was just it was pick a strategy. Yeah. Are you the guy who collects resources as fast as humanly possible and then just puts a million million guys in the field and right. just, you know, razzes the other people when their farmers are still just trying to, you know, build farms? That was the kind of things you could do. My favorite dick move was if I knew the people that I was playing against were experienced and really good, uh, I would like to uh, usually play like three, 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 three V three or whatever, or, you know, so we would play like three or four people at a time. And uh, I would, I would always take a couple of my, my guys. I would just like get some villagers, like four or five, and I'd send them into different wooded areas. And I would just hide one or two here Mm -hmm. or there. Mm -hmm. Just so, because, (laughs) You couldn't. They couldn't officially defeat you yeah. until they either built the wonder and completed it, or they killed all of your people. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they would go and they would kill everybody else, and I'd be putting people on boats, flying out to just sailing out to islands where they couldn't find me, and putting them in little trees and yeah. stuff. I'd spend my entire time <laughs> just trying to hide people places, so people would be walking around going, "I can't find them." Yeah, it is good Make that game that kind of stuff was fun. Pizza. Here's my favorite way to play that game solo. Okay, this is two. Yeah. I would get in, I would give myself as high amount of money to start with as possible. I would right. have huge amounts of resources all over the map, so I'd crank that up to maximum. Um, and it created random maps. So I always loved that as a tech. I thought that was great. Right. And uh, it would be me versus one computer, and I would put them with mm-hmm. the lowest possible difficulty setting. Right. And then I would start the game, and I would basically play it like 
I would play it like Civilization, like a non, yes. like a like a real time Civilization, where I would upgrade through the paths and I would choose the right things and I would build up my cities and I would organize them nice and pretty. And if anyone ever tried to attack me, they were so dumb and bad. It was just like killing barbarians, big deal. Yeah. So yeah. I just kill them yeah. and then I keep going. I played it like a single player Civ, Civ game. It's yeah. just a weird way to play an RTS, but I loved it. Always loved it. Oh. Such a good game. game. Such a great it little was. series. There's a new one coming, you know. Four is on its way. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, Age of Empires uh, 4 is is on its way. I'm, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm very excited. About I, it. I, will be, I will definitely be disappointed. It'll, It'll never live up to my memories of Age of Empires. You think so? You think you're... Really? That's interesting. I, I'm afraid so. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how they could. Okay. No, I mean, they. do you think it's... 100- I'm not saying... I'm not going to say it's not going to be great. I'm just saying that I have such high expectations. Yeah. That they'll never be able to reach them. Do you I had th- no expectations when I played it back in the day. Do you think it's uh, a for? I mean, do you think that's a foregone conclusion? You don't think there's any any chance that that'll you know that they could? I mean, maybe they'll surprise you. Maybe you'll be playing and go, "Oh my gosh, this is." I, just I a- hope they surprise me. I hope they surprise me. I just, just don't know how. All right, um, they would literally have to go. <laughs> I'd have to find some kind of weird nostalgia really to be able to really hit it and how would you do that i mean we do it all the time like stranger things on netflix is an amazing show yeah but not because it's just wholly original uh it is original and nostalgic at the same time Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why i like it and how would you do that with a video game how do you become i mean i just played epic loon which is amazing but it was kind of a really weird ride yeah Uh, so i don't know yeah, they would have to really think outside the box, other yeah, than just. I agree. Bringing it, bringing it to modern day. I agree. I don't really know. Wh- I don't know what they do, but I, right. I, I would be very interested. I mean, they did have. Um, everyone forgets they had that. What was that called? Uh, Age of Empires Online. Online, yeah, I played that, that for a minute. It was, it was cutesy. It was a lot more cutesy, and it was. It I was liked okay. it a lot, I and fun. I was super jazzed about it. But it, right. it was too free to play with the weird transactions, and ended up being a bummer that way it did it yeah. was it it had a little fun when i first started it just it just kind of fell apart they had a cool developer but it, was, it was interesting the guys that do yeah. the works must die games made that game yes yeah it was really good anyway uh here's mine let's see you have you can, a game yeah see do if you it. guess what this is uh, i need to unmute it though hold on a second all right here we go playstation one that'll help you okay do it. that's your only hint Black shadow threatening the safety of peaceful worlds. An evil scientist who frightens children and is bent on slavery. A giant robot has seized the peaceful world and carried it off. Aloha's evil plan is to turn it into a huge private retreat for himself. Universal City Hall, here to help the people. Robert can do the job. Let's go, Robert. Jump and go. All right. Any ideas? Uh, that sounds terrible. I'll give you I some more. Even... I'll give you some more here. This is gameplay. <laughs> Nothing, no. That sounds real familiar, but I mean, it's kind of got like a Frogger sound to it, which <laughs> I know is not even close. Yeah, it's and I kind of think it almost sounds like a Star Fox thing, but wrong console. Yeah, wrong so, brand. Sure, it's so, uh, this is a night. This is a PS One game, right? There is a 
Uh, I'll say there's a rabbit involved. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, um. Oh, what is that? I do know that one. I never really I never really played it, but I know what you're talking I about. I played um, it to death. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. I thought it was such a cool game at the time. Now, I've played this since, and I don't think it holds up. I think it was no. uh, it was a cool so, thing at the time, but we have gone we have come way further than this now. But so what you're saying is you're 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 hoping this is not part of the 20 games they're going to put on that uh, PlayStation well, One Mini. Actually, I kind of hope it is because I actually think it is a good it is good in that context. But I you know right. it's, it's not like a great experience today. But anyway, the game is called Jumpin' Flash. Jumping Flash. Jumping Flash. And it's this rabbit and this 3D first-person view thing. I thought it was brilliant. Open world, you know, questy puzzle design Ah, stuff. Ah, yes. It's a cool game. And I think it was on the... It may have been on the... um, Ooh, I never knew they had a 2. Oh, I I think I did know that, but I don't think I ever played 2. But it, it really had... I don't know. At the time, nothing was like it. It was really unique. And it looks like garbage butt right now. <laughs> like if you play it now, it's just an ugly, <laughs> jiggly. That's the bad thing. I've I've seen people discuss it, and I've you know I've the the PlayStation One era games were trying to bridge the gap of really taking advantage of of the processor power and really going more three D mm-hmm. and getting out of these platform things. And mm-hmm. as, as a result, it meant a lot of texture mapping, and it meant a lot of you know, trying to make use of really pushing the hardware, just really pushing the hardware. We just didn't know what and, to do yet. This is so no, new. 3D and, was so new. You didn't know. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, they, and it's hard to make it. It's hard to make it look good because one of the things we hated then was, you know, the the aliasing. You needed anti-aliasing, and this wasn't there. You know, it's cute when you have pixelated eight-bit games. That that looks charming and cute because the pixels are you know are blocky. Yeah. But when when you get into this era, they they just get, I don't know, they look like little frozen pixel bits. Yeah, they don't it, look. I completely doesn't agree. Doesn't play as well. It doesn't show as well. But it, uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun with it and would recommend it if you've never seen it. And if it comes with that PS One Mini, then maybe you'll just get it. We'll see. Right. We don't know. Mm. All right. Well, that does it. For I'm that down with part it. of the show. I am too. Let's do this. We didn't even get to talk about it. Yeah, we do. We probably should ought to. I mean, we at least got to get our hands on one so we can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Telltale is gone. Well, they're almost gone. Ah. Telltale Games did a huge round of layoffs, and it's kind of a bummer because there's even a sense and talk that the Walking Dead series may not even get its final episodes, which is supposed to be the last game they make. Telltale Games is a developer of licensed adventure titles such as the Walking Dead series, Game of Thrones, Batman, all that stuff has laid off most of its staff with the intention of closing the studio. Last thing or the last season of the Walking Dead game released this year, the second season of Wolf Among Us and upcoming Stranger Things series were all in the works. Uh, with the latter still perhaps on the horizon, but probably not. The uh, recent partnership with Netflix seemed to suggest the company was planning for the future. However, these layoffs are uh, massive, and there are only like 22 people on board right now, and that right. is to polish up and finish <laughs> off this Walking Dead season. So they can get the H out of there. It looks like they're going away. This is what happens when you put all your eggs in the basket of of the, a, a certain gameplay. Yeah, and one when that game gameplay type, falls exactly. out of favor because yep. they were the, they were to the go to people. Yep, for that gameplay style. Yep. But then once it kind of fell out of you know once it kind of fell out of favor, 
I think like, I think adventure games have some ha, still have some legs. It's just that they they zeroed in on the new Telltale uh, game way yes. of doing a game, and then they just adhered to it with a hundred percent ferocity, and they just never varied. So yeah. everything played the same. Batman played like the rest of these. The rest of these played like you know the Guardians of the Galaxy one they did. Like they had cool, really cool licenses and great mm-hmm. ideas. Wolf Among Us was amazing. That was a great, great, a great game. And so I much fun to see our favorite properties get, you know, a little uh, more expansion. I mean, like the Back to the Future type of stuff. It was, it was a good, it was a good idea. Yeah, but they just, I don't know, they just drilled it into the ground. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, they did. Wolf yeah. Among Us is, uh, if you if you have a Jay Calhoun in the chat, you should play Wolf Among Us. That's a great, great adventure game. Yeah, it's one of their, one of their best ones. Great yeah. comic series as well, but um, it's not called Wolf Among Us, though. It's called... Uh, that's not called Wolf Among no, Us. No, it's uh, you're right. Fairy, it's, oh, it's uh, it's basically just like fractured fairy tales, but I can't think of the name of the of the series. Is it not fairies? Not fairy tales. <laughs> it's fa- uh, oh, jeez, I wasn't supposed to. Fables. Tell fables. Thank Is you, fables. It? And it was an F word. <laughs> and Except that and that game's full of F words, by the way. So enjoy that. Free Rangers. Not for the kids. Not for the kids. All right, well, that's your news for the week. And there's other, you know, there's other things going on, other updates that are happening. A bunch of people are very mad that they worked, you know, weekends, holidays, uh, long mm-hmm. hours every day with no overtime, being passionate about these projects and then just summarily let go in the last couple of days. Yeah. Real bummer. The good news is they, they those guys are well-respected in the gaming community. And so I've already, I've seen plenty of places offering jobs to, Oh, they get swept you know, up, yeah. Just, just the opening, you know, saying, "Hey, yeah. Telltale guys." I agree. So. They're going to get picked up, no problem. They'll it was just such jobs. a surprise. Usually, usually you see it coming. I didn't. I thought, I thought they were healthy. It's one of those companies you just are always around. You just figured you just see Telltale forever, right? They've been mm-hmm. uh, officially formed since two thousand four. They did some really uh, great modernizations of the Sam and Max stuff and a few other games, uh, and they just kind of kept cranking and cranking and. I don't know. Just seemed like they were going to be around for a long time, but whatever. There yep. they are, gone. Next, uh, what is that? Innovate. F- Fifteen years, fourteen years, fifteen years. Hold on, two thousand four no. to twenty fourteen is ten. Fourteen years. Fourteen years is a long say? time. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Now, time for your emails. Do it. Here's one from Stephen Radke in Cedar Park, Texas. Gentlemen, he says, "Can you please suggest a game for me?" Sorry, I won't do that. Uh, When Skyrim came out, I thought it was going to be the best game ever. The things that made me stop playing was the crafting, collecting the right Uh items to order to craft, and the skill increases. I'm looking for a game like Skyrim without all that complicated stuff. I'd like the first-person dungeon diving, exploring, fighting uh, fighting others, open world, and collecting, and item upgrades. Can either of you think of a game that meets this criteria? Thanks in advance for your help, Steve. Well, Steven, I can actually, and good news, you might actually be getting a brand new remastered version of it and a possible sequel, because THQ Nordic announced, what, a week and a half ago, that they acquired the rights to 38 Studios' Kingdoms of Amalur game. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah, which came out, I mean, 38 got obliterated, so they're, they don't exist yeah. anymore, but that game um, is uh, still available on Steam. I still have it. I decided to fire it up the other day, just kind of see what's going on in there. Still runs, still runs great. Uh, the game came out in twenty eleven ish, right around the time Skyrim did, <clears throat> and it's a really great alternative to Skyrim because you have all that stuff you're talking about, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the only the only downside I can think of really is you, if you're looking for first person as a mandatory need, it's not. It's third person. There's I can't help you with that part. But uh, what you do and how you grow and what you get and how the game works out sounds like what you just described. There are right. some crafting elements, but you can ignore them if you want. And if you decide to do them, they're just easy. There's nothing weird about them. And take it from a guy who does not like professions in video games. I can't stand them. I never do them in anything, even World of Warcraft. My beloved WoW, I don't even do them in there. I just usually just hate that stuff. And they're pretty good in there. That game holds up. It's a strong entry. It bums me out that uh, that things crashed around that and they weren't able to, to make it work. But with THQ Nordic already showing signs of, of treating old properties that they acquire uh, with, with, a, with a nice gloved hand, I think you might actually be in for a surprise. So... Keep an eye on that. You can buy the current one now for dumb cheap, or you can wait around for a, a remastered, which will probably just be a free upgrade for everybody who already owns it. That's how they did that with, uh, what's the Mars one that I bought and talked about on here? Ah, oh, where you break everything with a, with a big old hammer. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, it's based um, on an old PS1 shooter, and then there was Red Faction. Thank you. Red Faction Red Gorilla. Faction. Red Faction. That's right. Red Faction Gorilla is like that. That's a THQ Nordic <clears throat> pickup. They bought it. They fixed it up. They gave us a remastered, and it's great. So, uh, And p- potential sequels to that could come as well. So I don't know what all that means. You know, Nothing's for sure, but it seems like if you're going to get the Kingdom's IP and make a big stink about it like they did, they're probably going to do something with it. So... Yeah. So, so there you go. I'm going with that. I'm going with that, buddy. I think that's uh, your email. It is. And by the way, uh, if you'd like to send your own emails into the show, it's so easy. You can just be like this Stephen Radke guy in Cedar Park, Texas. You just send us an email, boopshow at gmail.com. Simple as that. Or you can go to the website, frogpants.com slash boop, and there's a way to contact us right there. If you would like to uh, find us on Twitter, we're at Boop Show, the Brian Dunaway. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson. You can find me there. And we have a Reddit. It's got a little active community, boopshow.reddit.com. And uh, if you hang around after the show, live watchers, we'll give away a couple of games. All right? We're making a day of it here. It's going to be a good time. So stick around. It's good to be back. Uh, Next week, I don't know when my plane arrives, so I don't know when we're doing a show yet. Uh, We'll we'll figure that out. But I get home from Ohio on Monday, but I think it's early. I don't know. I actually don't know. So as soon as I know, I'll let you guys know. If it's night, well, then we probably don't have a show. But uh, I'll, I'll do my best because it'd be great to have a, a show next week as well. Uh, yes, it would. And if not, who knows? Maybe I'll play some video games live on Twitch. Oh, yeah. People yeah, do. Yeah. People like watching yeah. you do things. They like doing that. I like yeah. doing that. Yeah. Hey, I might be playing some of that Magic the Gathering arena. Oh, look at you with your Ooh. arena and the gathering of the magic and whatnot. That's a fantastic right. idea. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening, being here, and being a part of this here show. For me, for Brian, we'll see you next time. Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Uh, I don't like steam. Uh.